welcome to Defiant Health Radio, a place where you can count on hearing about the truth in health, including new ideas and practices that can take your health to the next level. I also cover basic health issues, not healthcare issues, because modern healthcare is largely a failure, a failure to provide genuine health. So I'm going to discuss basic issues such as natural ways to reverse type 2 diabetes, uh, how to lose weight without limiting calories, why cholesterol is a waste of your time and money, how to reverse common conditions such as fatty liver, and many other topics all designed to empower you in health. I'm your host, Dr. William Davis, cardiologist and author of The Wheat Belly and Undoctored Books. I call this episode, All You Need to Know About CT Heart Scans. It's very important you know about CT heart scans. This is a test done on a CT device, a multi-detector CT device, very rapid uh, acquisition of images, that generates something called a coronary calcium score. That is a measure of how much calcium you have in your arteries. Why, Why measure calcium? Well, calcium is a common constituent, an ingredient in coronary atherosclerotic plaque. That is the stuff that accumulates in your heart's arteries and leads to heart attack or symptoms like chest pain, angina, that leads to stent implantation, bypass surgery. We measure calcium because it's easy to see on a CAT scan. It's easy to precisely quantify. And because calcium comprises 20% of total atherosclerotic plaque volume, critics say, oh, we don't care about the calcium. That's stable. We want to know about the soft plaque, so we don't pay any attention to the coronary calcium. That's wrong. Because calcium is not a measure of hard plaque, it's a measure of total plaque. It's uh, because calcium comprises 20% of total atherosclerotic plaque volume, such that 2 cubic millimeters of calcium means you have 10 cubic millimeters of total atherosclerotic plaque. Then people ask, uh, do I have blockage? Well, that's not what this test measures. Think of an iron pipe, a foot-long iron pipe. Uh, Blockage would be something like this. Uh, three inches from one end, there's uh, accumulation of rust that impedes 60% of the diameter of the, of the pipe. A heart scan would yield something like this. Along this one foot length of iron pipe, there's 372.5 cubic millimeters of rust. Okay, two different kinds of measures of the same disease. Now, it's important to understand that heart attacks are not caused, contrary to popular opinion, and even to some of the opinions of my colleagues, uh, Heart attacks are not caused by the progressive worsening of a blockage. A blockage goes from 25% to 50% to 75% to 100%. That's not how heart attacks occur. Heart attacks occur because you have a relatively minor blockage. Maybe uh, uh, reducing the diameter of the artery, maybe only 30%. But that plaque is active and it erupts. And when it erupts, its internal contents are exposed to blood that flows by, and that triggers a blood clot. So a 30% or a 40% blockage that's too mild to justify putting in a stent, for instance, ruptures. And that's what a heart attack is. So the best measure of your potential for heart attack and related things like sudden cardiac death is the quantity of atherosclerotic plaque lining all three coronary arteries, not the percent blockage. The reason why there's so much attention paid to percent blockage is because that's what the question becomes when you have symptoms. If you said, hey, I woke up a hill, I have chest pain. That's when you do a stress test. 
It's abnormal, an error of poor flow or reduced flow by an echocardiogram or by a nuclear imaging of the heart, leads to a heart catheterization and a severe block is identified, stent is implanted or bypass surgery performed. So my colleagues look for symptoms, look for blockages because that's how they get paid. But uh, CT heart scans don't lead to procedures, should almost never lead to procedures. So uh, let, let me first also add this. There's no other way to identify your cardiovascular risk with any kind of certainty. If your doctor tells you that your cholesterol does that, he's wrong. <laughs> it does not. It can, in a large population, has very poor, limited predictive value in a large population. The higher the total cholesterol or the LDL cholesterol, the greater risk in a population. When applied to a specific individual, it is abs those values are absolutely useless. So if you're bad, so-called bad LDL cholesterol 173, will you have a heart attack next Tuesday, next month, next year, 10 years from now? Never. You cannot gauge from the cholesterol. It's a static figure and it's too crude and indirect to measure. And anyway, cholesterol is not the cause of heart disease. It is an indirect and very poor marker for the factors, lipoproteins, that cause heart disease. And reducing cholesterol is a lousy way to put a stop to uh, heart disease risk. So let's say you have a heart scan score of 300. Normal is zero, increasing values up to thousands. Now, to interpret that, uh, most heart scan centers will give you a value that says something like this. Your score of 385 puts you in the 90th percentile. What they're saying is your score compared to people your age and your age group and your sex, because uh, ladies have greater risk at lower scores, your score compared to people in your age group and sex puts you in the 90th percentile, which is a concerning score. Anything above the 75th percentile is concerning. But in my view, any positive coronary calcium score is concerning because what happens if you do nothing? What happens if you get that score of 300, which is concerning? Let's say, let's say you're age 57, your score is, is 300. That is concerning. Your heart attack risk could be in the vicinity of 3 or 4% per year, even if you have no symptoms. So if you did nothing, which is unwise, of course, how quickly would that coronary calcium score increase? 25% per year. What if you're, uh, you took, uh, because your doctor tells you to, take a high dose of a statin drug, like Lipitor 40 milligrams, Aspirin, baby aspirin per day, a low fat, low saturated fat diet, you exercise several times a week, and maybe you take a beta blocker because your doctor said take metoprolol or atenolol to reduce heart attack risk. How fast will your coronary calcium score go up? 25% per year. There's absolutely no advantage, no effect whatsoever when viewed from the perspective of your coronary calcium score. And that's why it led to my programs, my wheat belly and undoctored programs. We do such things as Get vitamin D in order uh, and get your blood level to 60 to 70 nanograms per milliliter. We supplement fish oil to achieve an RBC omega-3 index of 10% or greater. We eradicate the expression of small LDL particles by getting rid of wheat, grains, and sugars in the diet. And we take some other steps, all in the name of putting a stop that 25% per year. And you know what? It works in the great majority of people. But if that interests you, consult my Wheat Belly books, Wheat Belly blog, Undoctored uh, book, Undoctored Inner Circle membership website where we talk frequently face-to-face -face via Zoom. So there's lots of resources here. Now, why, why are CT heart scans so affordable? 
There's very few bargains in healthcare, right? In fact, the opposite is true. The healthcare industry is really good at ripping you off. That's why you have drugs that cost $4,000, $10,000 a month now. Hospitalization costs, they're coming to six figures just for a few days. So it's very uncommon to find bargains in healthcare. Then why can't you get this high technology test in both most urban or suburban settings for as cheap as $49, $99, $149? Why would that be? Well, there's this, there's a dirty little secret here, and that is what the hospital or the clinic or the cardiologist are hoping for is that you have a high score. So the scores that frighten you, like maybe 400 or 1,000, they love seeing those scores because they know they can scare you into going through additional revenue-generating procedures even if you don't need them. It's very unusual to actually benefit from any kind of hospital procedure or testing procedure just because you had a positive coronary calcium score. Because people going through coronary calcium scores, these aren't people in the emergency room having chest pain, right, or having a heart attack. These are people like you and me going to work, going to school, going for walks, riding their bike, asymptomatic, right? Heart CT heart scans should not be used in people to understand the meaning of symptoms. That's a misuse of the test. But in people who are just asymptomatic and would like to know what their long-term risk is for cardiovascular events like heart attack, that's what a CT heart scan is for. But rarely do you benefit. Occasionally, very high scores, maybe 400 or higher, and there's unclear, maybe symptom, maybe you say something like, well, you know, I do feel a little funny when I climb stairs too fast. All right, maybe there might be a benefit to doing some form of stress testing to see if that is accompanied by an error of poor flow. But even that is very questionable. And there's certainly no justification for testing a, like heart catheterization, stent implantation, bypass surgery. This is quite confident. You do not benefit by going through additional procedures like that just because you had a positive coronary calcium score, even if it's a high score, like 2,000. So the hospital clinic or doctor really wants, got to keep that in mind, they want to see high scores because if you have a high score, let's say 400 or 1,000, it's scary, right? And they know they can say, well, you're a walking time bomb or we can't be responsible for your safety. You need a stress nuclear test, like a stress cartilage, stress myovia, stress thallium. That uh, nets the hospital or clinic between five and $10,000. Oh, you, it's, it's unclear. The, the, the results are equivocal. Very common. And they'll do something, they'll say, you need the real test, a heart catheterization. And all this got started with a coronary calcium score on someone who has no symptoms. So you cannot justify the vast majority of te uh, subsequent testing just because you had a coronary calcium score. And then, as you see, just following conventional advice, my colleagues still call, by the way, the combination of a low-fat diet aspirin, a beta blocker, and a statin drug. and uh, They call that optimal medical therapy, even though they know it has zero impact on the rate of progression of your coronary calcium score. In fact, some of my colleagues have actually said this. Don't repeat the score because they don't know what to do with it. Just let that person have a heart attack or symptoms and then take care of it then, which is a miserable answer because many people, the first symptom of heart disease can be sudden cardiac death. So know that there's much you can do. There's a whole lot of things you can do, but like will not come from your doctor because your doctor will dispense useless advice like take a statin drug, cut your fat, all the things that we know with confidence do not work. Yet there are many things you can do. So for instance, 
you want to address vitamin D, as I mentioned. You want to address bowel flora composition because the endotoxemia of dysbiosis, uh, that is, when you have disrupted composition of microbiome, of the intestinal microbiome, these microbes, unhealthy microbes like E. coli, Klebsiella, Citrobacter, live and die very rapidly. Bacteria don't live for 70 years, right? They live for only hours to days. Well, where do they go when they die? Some of it gets in your bloodstream. Some of the remnants of their cell walls gain entry into your bloodstream. That is a process called endotoxemia. And endotoxemia is a potent driving force in raising blood sugar, insulin resistance, inflammation, and it explains how microbes in the GI tract can export their effects to the skin as rosacea or psoriasis, to the brain as multiple sclerosis or Lou Gehrig's disease or Alzheimer's dementia, to the coronary arteries as coronary artery disease uh, by a coronary calcium score or other measure. So know that there's plenty you can do. That's what I do in my Wheat Belly and Undoctored program. So I invite you to join my conversations in those places. There's also Facebook pages associated with all these conversations. But join the conversation. If you have a coronary calcium score, be very careful what the doctor tells you. Always check with us. You can always come on if you have, let's say you had a, a test uh, coronary calcium score. You can come on my forum, my discussion forum in my Undoctored Inner Circle and say, hey, I had a coronary calcium score of 789. My doctor says I need a stress thallium test and probably a heart capitalization, yet I feel fine. Is that, What do you think? And we talk to you about these kinds of things. So what, we're, what I'm trying to do with all these sites is to reveal the truth and what truly works. And if you haven't already done so, subscribe to this podcast. Thanks for listening. 